I'm talking about the natural human psyche here. This but is- they're not natural, man. They're Red Bull. It gives you Look. wings. All right. Hey, they're getting paid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Rev Dub Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osman, and I am joined, of course, by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? Hello, hello. Um, not much, man. I'm a, I got I got opinions and I got feelings. Wow. And we are yeah. gonna get into both of those things. Um now, all right. So Formula One out mm-hmm. in Nippon, the land Ooh. of rising sun. Um Suzuka circuit. Um it was an it was a fun one. I would say overall, we had an interesting race, um, an interesting start to the race. Essentially, we got two starts to the race, right? Yeah. Uh, there was that opening chain reaction of crashes that I think start, was started by Sergio Perez. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you know, they had to clean up the debris, brought out the safety car. And then it was like the first six laps were under safety car. Yeah, it did. It did kind of last a little longer than expected. But um, nah, but once it went in, that was that was it. We were clear to restart restart the race, and yeah, Max Verstappen saw that safety car go in. He said, "Deuces!" <laughs> yeah, and took off. He said, "I'll I'll see you guys at the finish line. Let leave the peasants to fight over the not, rest." Of not this. even in the cool down room. <laughs> he, yeah, like, I don't I don't have I have things to do here. I'm just gonna yeah. cruise on over and one by I don't even know twenty seconds. I think thirty seconds. It's hard to keep track at this point. 20, 20. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another win for Max Verstappen. Overall, you know, the race itself, from my point of view, you know, it it got a little little sleepy there yeah. in, the, in the middle. But you know, the the large chunk of what we'll be talking about today came from the ending there. So overall, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, I agree with you. I walked away thinking and kind of feeling that I was like, oh, it's a that was you know not the most entertaining race. But honestly, like so much happened. Yeah. So I don't quite understand why we felt that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so no, we're on the same page. Are you, are you telling me that you didn't stay up till 1 a.m. to watch this race? I did not. Wow. I, did not. I have to question your dedication. Oh, yeah. What'd you do? What'd I was you do, asleep. Sir? I was asleep. Yeah. yeah. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah. Nope. Woke up. All right. Hey, little, little T and, and Formula One. Nothing wrong with that. That's pretty yeah. much how my Sundays usually go, anyways. So, yeah, but overall, though, you know, it was it was fun. We've the the amount of interesting things that happened in the end there provided made up for. for Yeah, stretch in the middle there. Um, But no, obviously, one of the biggest talking points here. Well, we at least have to discuss this, right? Mm -hmm. Red Bull are your 2023 champions. Congratulations, Red Bull. You know, we thought it'd be harder. (laughs) Now, fun fact, this segment was actually recorded back after the Miami Grand Prix. So <laughs> we're just we're just playing this for the people now. But no, this has been uh, the most predictable outcome that we've had. Honestly, yeah. um, no surprise here. Overall, though, thoughts on Red Bull. Let's just get it out there. Um, all right. I, I feel like this weekend really kind of shifted my perspective on Sergio really yeah because this was this was a bad race for him like he was hitting people you know i just 
Yeah, I the fact really that they still won constructor, even though he DNF'd. Yeah. And yeah. it's not even not even close to constructors. There was a scene in there. Well, I say scene like it's a TV, sh- like a scripted TV show. <laughs> uh, there was a moment in the race um, where Max Verstappen came in. I think it was for his second pit stop. Came mm-hmm. in, got got everything done. Came out. The cer- the camera just pans over <laughs> oh. Perez sitting in his car because you know they're they're bringing him back out there to serve those penalties. But yeah. um, I thought that moment just perfectly encapsulates this whole season for, for Red Bull. Uh, yeah. you have, you have one driver just driving off into the distance, celebrating, getting all the glory. And then Sergio Perez just sitting there waiting to go back in to serve his penalties. Now it was really rough seeing that. Look, he had a bad race. All right. And by and large, he's had a bad season, mm-hmm. but we we're not going to do is pretend like he hasn't contributed to this constructors yeah. cup. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean technically, yeah, he has. Yeah. He has he has done his I mean he's he's contributed. It's it's yeah. a little bit somewhat like, you know, the the person that joins the class project and gets an A um by being a part of the group. But can I like, I'll just say my one like kind of feeling about it. I felt like Bottas contributed more when Hamilton so now I kind of do get what Hamilton said like the two weekends ago oh yeah when he took that random shot at Sergio Perez yeah (laughs) look I mean this is this is just an all-time historic team performance that we're seeing from the strategists the engineers Max Verstappen (laughs) and that that's the big one right there Max Verstappen uh it helps to have a guy that is just constantly 30 seconds ahead of second place um but no this is um to me, it was it was fun to watch just a dominating performance. The combination of Max Verstappen in um, what is arguably one of the most dominant cars we've seen yeah. in Formula One history. Um, but yeah, not much to be said after that. Uh, the real question is, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, do you think the team is just kind of kind of just going to coast their way to to the end to the finish line here? No, I mean I think the structure at Red Bull wouldn't allow for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they were pretty, I don't know. It's to me, it's kind of has like similar vibes to like senior year, like, you know, in between, really? in between like the, the final picnic and like graduation, that stretch mm-hmm. of time where you're just kind of like, you're kind of just chilling, you know, that's kind of how I imagine all the, all the engineers, everyone who's not Sergio Perez is coming into, into work that day. It's like that, that weird stretch of time in work where it's like the holiday season, I guess, post Christmas break, but like before New Year's, you know, I would have just said like the three thirty to five o'clock. No, time. no, no. I'm, this is a, I'm trying to show a big picture thing here. Like, okay. you know, there's that time where it's like, you know, we, we just finished Christmas. We got New Year's coming up. Everybody's taking PTO. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people aren't really working. That's uh, and all that to say that hey, look in that in that you know complacency, we might see a team or two, you know, sneak one from Red Bull. Okay, hey, well, Red Bull and Red Bull fans, I don't think that. <laughs> look, man, I'm I'm talking about the natural human psyche here. This but is- they're not natural, man. They're Red Bull. It gives you look, wings. 
All right. Hey, they're getting paid regardless. Now they, they won that prize money. They got that first place prize money. Look, it's now at this point, it's, Hey, you know, we can, we can have some fun here, but now kudos to Red Bull. Mm -hmm. Um, can't take 2023 constructors cup world champions. Well, Max Verstappen, world champion, yeah. coming soon. We might as well just record that segment right now. Um, yeah, but, congrats. Uh, <laughs> congrats to Max Verstappen on the 2023 Constructors World Champion, whatever drivers. At this point, just give him every single trophy that's ever been invented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, beyond Red Bull dominating, mm-hmm. we did have drivers fighting for the rest of the field there. Um, one battle for me that stuck out was the Mercedes versus Ferrari battle. Now, in that battle, though, you had an internal battle yeah. between Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, which yeah. um, I, I guess, you know, um, they ended up swapping them out in the last couple laps. And they tried, to do, they tried to do what Carlos Sainz did last week. But they still swapped. Look, like... No, so yeah, they swapped them out, and the plan was for Lewis Hamilton to to get to to have George Russell right behind him with DRS, right? Yeah, but why didn't they just? Yeah, like, sorry. Hey, hey, it it the point is it didn't work. Obviously, yeah, yeah, it it didn't work at all, and uh, we had Carlos Sainz basically laughing at them, um, saying, "Huh, they they think they're me." Which, yeah. All right, relax, Carlos. Feeling feeling yourself a little bit there. Mr. Mm. He's intimidating me. I haven't forgotten about that. <laughs> I haven't forgotten Callback. about that. Um, but but nah, Lewis uh, clearly had the pace there, and they had, I don't know, they really had no choice but to swap them and let Lewis kind of run away here. Otherwise, Carlos probably would have gotten both of them. Um, but Okay, you put it that way. Yeah. And also, you know, maybe there is a little bit of, hey, last week, you know, we had this late surge, and George Russell was leading this thing. You know, uh, hey, it didn't really work out too well for him. You know, the pressure might have gotten to him. How about this time, George? You yeah. just let Lewis lead this thing. You know, you you hang back a little bit. You know, I'm sure nobody actually said that, and that's not what happened at all. But like some people were thinking it. I don't know. I, I, I do you think that the strategy would have worked if they hadn't swapped? Uh, which strategy would that be? The giving Lewis DRS to uh, no actually I do think it would have been better because Lewis is the more experienced driver so he should have stayed behind to defend. Uh well look it's it's hard to defend when the car behind you is just better. All right, that's we like that's a conversation that's we can excuse. have. <laughs> Wait, what? That sounds like an excuse. <laughs> look, I mean, there's at, there's only so much you can do because he he would be trapped kind of between his teammate and Carlos Sainz. In an awkward position and i do think carlos Sainz would have just gotten past both of them but no they made the right call and mercedes is clearly telling us that hey we have our number one driver this yeah. thing is this we we know who our number one driver is unlike ferrari here um but no just overall thoughts on on that battle that we had there between uh the mercedes drivers do you th- i mean it was entertaining yeah it made for good racing mm-hmm Strategy-wise, I, I think we know where I stand. I'm not sure <laughs> if it was. And you know what? You can you can continue to say that because we'll never be able to we'll prove otherwise. Know. We have no idea in this hypothetical world, maybe in a different universe, different timeline here. Hypo- my hypothetical strategy game is on freaking yeah. point. 
<laughs> just say things that we can never prove wrong and then you'll never be wrong. Yeah. You I know like what? It. I think Nicholas Latifi would have won the world championship this year. And we can we can't say that he wouldn't have, you know. Yeah. There is a timeline in in this multiverse where Nicholas Nicholas Latifi is in a Red Bull and he is dominating. <laughs> and I I wish I was there to see that. Mm. Um but no, overall though we had um Leclerc was there too. Um yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, he, he was he was doing he he'd had a solid race. I only want to bring him up because there was a moment in time there. Well, this happened after the race. Uh Leclerc thought, he really thought that he was passing Max Verstappen at the end there, but it turned out to be Sergio Perez serving his <laughs> penalty lap out of the way. Um that is something that honestly I wouldn't like admit to people. Yeah. Uh, I, I would I would keep that one to myself. Uh, but no, it's just funny to think, you know, hey, I should have been so happy. <laughs> I got him. I got him. And then, <laughs> oh, just goes right by him. But mm. no, overall, that that whole battle was fun. Um, now, this battle that we have here between Mercedes and Ferrari going mm. forward, that second place spot, you know, there's a lot of money at stake here. These teams mm -hmm. are fighting for it. Um, we've had this conversation before. We're a, little, we're a little closer to the finish line now. Mm. Uh, you are of the belief that Ferrari won't be challenging Mercedes. Uh, Want to walk that back a little bit? Here's your chance. I, I still think Mercedes will come out on top just because it still shows that Mercedes is still consistent. And with signs moving up, I feel like that also shows that Ferrari isn't consistent. So by the end of this season, I still think Mercedes is going to come out on top of them. So in a way, I, I kind of want to see how this plays out because this kind of, to me, what I've been saying is if you have two number one drivers, you don't have a number one driver at all. Um, Mercedes clearly has a number one driver here. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, mm -hmm. as much as he hates to admit it, is the yeah. number two driver here. Um, so this kind of pits those two strategies against one another and it will be interesting to see how this plays out because obviously this will be the definitive answer mm -hmm. um how this plays out but uh no i i do think obviously going the the route of red bull here and just throwing all, everything you have behind one driver and saying screw the other one yeah <laughs> the way to do it i mean look it's it's there we see it it's right yeah, in front it of works, us it works um but no, I do think uh, Mercedes is also going to hold on to this thing, but it is going to come down to the wire here. Um, honestly, though, the Ferrari is the faster car. Like, mm. that's, that's just what it's looked like. Um, yeah. But strategy. Uh, yeah. Strategy. The mental, the mental race the mental. that the drivers have to do. Yes. Um, and, of course, having a seven-time world champion on your team helps out a lot there, too. Um, mm. But no, looking forward to it though. At least we have we have that to to look forward to because we definitely don't have a battle for first to look forward to. <laughs> that, that, that's you know we've kind of like gotten used to this, right? Like yeah. it's, this is this is our normal. So in a way, it's it's helped out and it help, it makes us appreciate those those seasons where yeah. it's wide open a little bit more. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Next season's a bit more competition. We'll see. Um, it's unlikely though, man, yeah. like when, so I don't normally care about free practice, but mm -hmm. just seeing the Red Bull dominate free practice, 
I was like, hey, you're not, you're not supposed to have this one too. You're supposed to <laughs> you're supposed to let us go into qualifying with just a little bit of hope mm-hmm. that somebody might get something here. Well, no. Was it both of them or I think it was it? I think it was just Verstappen. I I I could be <laughs> wrong, but yeah, either way, just seeing Verstappen cuz you know during free practice we uh, again, don't take too much from it, right? Mm-hmm. But um I, I, it does sometimes just give me a little bit of hope when I see these other teams stepping up. Um, but no, it, it, it went exactly how we expected it to go. And that battle for second is something that we will be watching. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, ha- let's talk about your team here. Oh yeah, have some let's fun. Do it. Um, it was a good, good one for us. Hey, great Got weekend. Podium. Great weekend for McLaren here. Double podium finish. First one since? No idea. Monza 2021. Oh, damn. Yeah. Danny okay. Rick and Lando on that one. They one and two finish on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Valtteri okay. Bottas joined them too. So yeah. what? So, huh. Okay. A, a lot has changed, but also yeah. so little has changed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, <laughs> double podium finish for McLaren. Great weekend for them. Um, just here, the floor is yours. You're you're the McLaren fan here. Uh, okay. How are we how are we feeling right now? Speak on behalf of McLaren fans everywhere. All right, focusing on the race. Beautiful race. You know, we got some battles. Um, we got some wins. Um, for overall, honestly, what I came away thinking with this race is it makes me really hopeful for the beginning of next season because you know they're already developing the car. I'm hoping that they're taking what they're learning from because ever since the upgrades um we've been on the upward track you know yep mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely 2024 i here's my bold statement for 2024 third in constructors wow okay and hey that's that's a real possibility i mean they're fighting for fourth here yeah. um but this was uh an all-time great performance that we had from mclaren the future definitely is right mm-hmm. um as far as talent goes, you have Oscar Piastri, who has shown that, hey, he belong- one out of these three rookies that we have this season has shown that they belong. Is he? He's not the first rookie podium, is he? Uh, this, this season. This season, yeah. Uh, it- yeah, because we definitely haven't gotten one from Nick or Logan. Uh, so, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's even better. And- Wait, he what? was the first rookie in 2023 to get a podium. That's right, McLaren. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, I, hold on, hold on. Wait, you're you're saying this like it's a surprising thing, yeah, though, right? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the competition. No, what did I tell, no, what did I say at the beginning when we started this podcast? I don't do stats and I don't do facts. You just do feelings. You're sharing exactly. your feelings. You're right. Hey, you're sharing mm-hmm. your feelings right now. I shouldn't step step on that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, Oscar Piastri has shown that he belongs. I'm a believer in his. I wish I joined this hype train a little earlier. You know, yeah. I mean, um, I was I wasn't on it, so it, yeah, and we both should have been. One of us uh, was uh, championing another driver who is currently not on the grid, but that doesn't matter. That's in mm-hmm. the past. Um, <laughs> but no, Oscar Piastri actually, though, um, he outqualified his teammate. By the way, just yeah, uh, yeah just front row too. Here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he outqualified, but he didn't beat. Okay, and that's fair. It was, yeah. There was the instance where Lando was like, "I'm faster, guys. I'm Look, faster." That's that's true and all. Um, it, it's 
Lando right now is currently the number one driver. He's the better driver. Mm. How long this goes on for, though, yeah, uh, we'll see. Because the talent is obviously there with Oscar Piastri. And, man, I am looking forward to it. I yeah. love some drama. Love it's it. going to be good races. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, also, there was actually – so there were a couple – not every team. but So AlphaTauri fought each other in this race. Um, Yuki and Lawson started out at the beginning fighting. Um, the Mercedes fought each other. Uh, the McLarens. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. uh, did Ferrari fight each other at all? Who knows with them at this point? Yeah. They were they were just out there. But uh, no, this was a, a lot of internal yeah. battles going on here. Um, made it made for some fun races. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes that is the best strategy. Just say, hey, you guys are free to race. That's honestly one of my favorite um, phrases in F one. Hearing from the radio calls is those yeah, is that team yeah. message. You're free to race, and just that's when you just hey, all right, let's let's see what we got here. Because it, it does usually lead to some exciting racing um, that we got. And that was the case there. Obviously, McLaren was free to race. And mm-hmm. Lando Norris did end up cruising by his teammate. Now, on the topic of Lando Norris, and this might not be uh, a fun conversation, but it's an important conversation that we have here, I think right? Yeah, okay. Now, there is a driver on this grid by the name of Nico Hulkenberg. Um, 200 races, mm-hmm. zero podiums. Um, and he, at, a, at one point, did have a record for most points scored without any wins. Oh, wow. That record now belongs to one Lando Norris. So this actually is, honestly, it's a little cruel what's happening mm-hmm. here. Lando Norris but he has podiums okay he has podiums yes um but that's not what we're talking about right now (laughs) we're talking about wins and this is where I'm I'm trying to say that it's winning is really really hard in this sport okay so I don't want to go in too hard on Lando Norris here um I was saying that it's it's a little cruel what's happening to him though because he entered this thing lewis hamilton was dominating Mm -hmm. lewis hamilton uh whether he wanted to or not passed that baton right to max verstappen who is now dominating it looks like lando's career is just unfortunately coinciding with the two of the most dominant drivers we've ever had and Mm -hmm. man i don't know when he's gonna get that win yeah i don't know it might be 20. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen this year, but 2024, he, he's going to get all the wins. Yep. And look, hey, I don't want to make it all doom and gloom. He's still a really young guy. He's he's on the younger side, I think 25, 24. Uh, um, he's under, he's got to be under 26 at least. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the younger drivers that we have here. Um, but at the same time, you know, hey, his, his teammates right there too. He's, mm-hmm. he's even younger and he's, arguably uh, more impressive at this age than Lando was at uh, that age. Lando has also been, I think, with McLaren his whole career. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at the end of the season, I definitely do want to dive into the numbers and see how their rookie seasons compare to one another. Um, But, hey, look, man, I I know Lando does have a better car. I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend Lando. But he actually does have a better car now than, you know, maybe Lando started. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just talking about their performance 
okay. uh, compared to each other. Rookie seasons. Um, rookie Lando was solid. He was solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think rookie Oscar is a little better. Um, and hey, look, I'm not yeah. trying to set the stage here. I'm getting sidetracked here. Great weekend for McLaren. Awesome weekend. <laughs> the future is bright. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of which, yeah, if we can if we can keep this on a positive note, actually, mm-hmm. I th- I don't think there's really a, an argument to be had here as far as the brightest future amongst teammates right now. It's got to be McLaren, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, see, we can agree on something there. Yeah. And, positivity. And, uh, can agree on positivity. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, McLaren. Double podium. I wouldn't be surprised if we get that again, honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's 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 leave that on a positive note before yeah, I spin yeah. back spin it back on Lando and uh, his unfortunate career. Um, anyways, lightning round. All right, let's do it. All right. So, for those that don't know, we just throw topics and see what where this goes. Who knows? Anyways, talk. Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Um, honestly, Aston Martin in general. Yes. So, yeah. look, I think earlier this season, I was talking about how, um, uh, I think I asked you about, uh, Lawrence Stroll and, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not he values family or winning more because he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And I think we left it as undecided. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning more towards winning here and I would yeah. not be surprised if Lance Stroll, you know, maybe not next year. I think he's under contract. Yeah, it's also the only open seat right now is um, the second Williams seat. Okay, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second too. Yeah. Um, but now uh, those those happy radio messages we got from from our boy Fernando Alonso uh, seems yeah. to have gone gone by the wayside there a little bit. Kind of right? dwindling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. Yeah, this is this is the real Fernando that we're getting. Yeah, right? yeah, we're getting um, back to the villain. Now, another team that I would like to talk about for a little bit here is Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. Now, Liam Lawson finished ahead of Yuki Tsunoda. That he did. That he did. But at the same time, the Alpha Tauri lineup is settled, right? Yeah, they announced it. Hi, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where my feelings come in. I know we said I had a feelings and opinions. I don't like it. I I know I don't like that Daniel Ricardo is back. I recognize that he's a good driver, a great driver. Um, now I think if, I think I like Yuki more for Alfatari, and I think Liam Lawson should have probably gotten that seat. Wow. Well, honestly, Liam Lawson, I'm I like to say that I uh, you know fool me once, shame on me. Shame on you. Fill me twice. Shame mm-hmm. on me. Um, this isn't that, okay? This is not another Nick DeVries situation. Yeah, whatever the opposite of that is. Look, I, I genuinely believe that uh, Liam Lawson belongs in a Formula One seat. And uh, it's only a matter of time here that, hey, look, that Williams seat is open. Well, yeah, I was about to say, do you think he might get offered the Williams? I I wouldn't see why. I, I don't see why not. Um, yeah. Because, hey, it. I know who shouldn't be driving in Williams next next season, and uh, that would be one Logan Sargent. Um, hate to say he it about had, our fellow Florida man. He's only one season in. They gave Latifi two or three. 
Yeah, and maybe, well, at least Latifi's dad was a billionaire who was funding the team. So he's got that going for him. I don't think we have the same thing from Mr. Florida Man, though. He's, yeah. um, you know, he's kind of just there. He, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't get to a Formula One seat. Well, I'll take that back. You can you can definitely buy your way into a Formula yeah. One seat. Um, but you at least no, have to know how to drive the car a it, little bit. Exactly. Yeah, he he did earn that seat. Um, I do think there was a little bit of uh, hey, we 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 want an American in here, win some yeah. of that audience over. Unfortunately, which, though, which is, I kind of think is what's happening with Ricardo. Possibly because I feel like they just f. I feel like there's a big conspiracy to keep him in F1 just for his fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what's upsetting me. Daniel Ricardo is, as they say, the most American Australian uh, will ever you'll ever meet. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, hey, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh, but I mean, Liam Lawson, though, he will be in a Formula One seat very soon. I don't know if it'll be next year, uh, but hopefully. Good. Uh, I know that Logan Sargent probably shouldn't be. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's only yeah. only 20 seats available. These are the 20 best drivers in the world. Sometimes you got to settle with F2. That's just yeah. how it goes. Um, but no, uh, anything else? Oh, there was a lot of DNFs this race, though. Um, Technically two Red Bull DNFs. Yeah, uh, which I learned is a thing that can happen. Um, I, didn't, I was not hit to that rule of, of being able to come back into a race. It felt um, like the commentators weren't either. Yeah, oh yeah, there was there was a point where they were trying to figure out exactly how this affects the, the penalties and can they actually yeah. do this. And that did make me feel a little better about it because I was like, all right, well, they if, they don't, if they don't know what's going on, then I certainly don't need to know what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys just figure it out. Let me know if he's able to do it or not. And I'll, I'll be okay with that. Um, but no, all the DNFs we had, let's see, it was Sergio, mm-hmm. Logan Sargent, both the Alex Albon, mm-hmm. Valtteri Bottas, and Lance Stroll. Kind of- Oh, um, none of the Haas went out. Okay. None of the Haas. It was mostly, yeah, they- They've, they've kind of stepped it up a little bit as far as reliability. Right, but Perez hit, I want to say, Magnuson at the hairpin and spun him around. Yeah, I don't know. That that crash wasn't, like, too detrimental. I mean, it hurt Sergio yeah. the most, I think, actually, um, okay. just with all the penalty points that he got from that. And um, just, yeah, I think he's he's getting dangerously close to a race ban with the amount of penalty points he's gotten. So. Damn something to watch out for there uh that would definitely uh add on to the woes of sergio perez who imagine you won the constructors championship already and then one of your drivers gets a race band all right let's i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it and i'll be i'll be out on this island sergio perez wasn't happy that red bull won the constructors world championship nope yeah no no i think you're right uh, yeah glad to see it because you know i'm a petty person and I like to think people are equally terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. We try to do this thing following every race. Make sure to join us, like, and subscribe. We will be back here following Qatar, the 2023 Grand Prix there. Uh, looking forward to that two weeks from now. I don't think it's a 1 a.m. start race. I hope it's not. 1 p.m. Oh, really? Look yep. at that. East Coast time zone Coast, friendly. Uh, Yes, yep. that's all we need. But we'll be back and then we'll be back then. Make sure to tune in. Deuces. Adios.